Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. What's going on? Um, nothing. I'm I wish I made another coffee before we started. <laughs> Sorry, that's a really boring way to start this <laughs> podcast. Um, we're just catching up on the week. Yeah, I uh, had a little bit less coffee than I usually have, too. I had sort of the end of my my cold brew pitcher. Oh, and I got, I really need to stop buying coffee beans from Costco. Yeah. Like, it, you always think you're getting a good deal, and then it, it's just not good. Like, I got this bag of supposedly, you know, organic, free trade, Ethiopian beans. It seemed really good. It was like you know, two pounds for 14 or $15 or something. Mm-hmm. They're just old. They're not, they don't have that, that great fruity vibrancy that like Ethiopian coffee should have. It's just like it tasted dead. So I'm going to, wow. I'm going to go back to either buying coffee from Thrive Market or, or just, or Whole Foods or something. Wow. It tasted dead. It tasted dead. It tasted like chalky. It's just like, bleh. like there's nothing, there's nothing to it. Wow. And I think if it's at all even possible, I'm becoming more of a snob than I even was before. I, I think I'm, I know I'm becoming less. So there we go. It's a given the take. I, I, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm like, I can't have this coffee. Um, I, what else? Oh, wine now, you know, I used to be like, oh, I'll, you know, a $10 bottle of wine is perfect. Now it's like, no way. I'm, if I'm, if I'm getting a bottle of wine, it's going to be good. So I'm spending way too much money on that. Um, oh, and then I fucking, I bit the bullet and I've, uh, I've joined the, uh, or not joined, but I've started buying that Graza olive oil. Oh, yeah. But like, because I was, I thought it was like, oh, this is just hype. Like, it's just super trendy right now. It's not going to be any good and it's overpriced, whatever. But then the New York Times, the wire cutter did like a little survey and they tested, I guess, like 15 different supermarket olive oils. And guess which one came up on top? Grasa. Good old Grasa. So I said, 
Oh, because that was the other thing. I was buying like the like whatever, just plain organic, God knows where it's from, olive oil from Whole Foods. And I was just like, this is not good. Um, so I switched to Grasa. I just got the sizzle. I didn't get, I think I might go back this weekend and get the drizzle as well. I think the drizzle is the one to spend money on, honestly, because I have, I think my olive oil is better than Grasa because I have that thing where you like adopt a tree like sent you from Italy. So I have like the olive oil that I have right now is like God tier. Like literally it tastes like a bat, a fruit basket. Mm. It is the most amazing olive oil I've ever had in my life. But I don't cook in it. And I the olive oil I use for cooking is just that like Whole Foods olive oil. Cause I don't think it matters as much if you're cooking in it. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you're I'm sure you're right. Um, but I think that the one you use also for like making salad dressing or for like putting over pasta or whatever, like that I think is where you like yeah. shell out the big bucks. No, totally. I but mean, I I've been I've been drizzling my sizzle and it's been fine, yeah. but I, I do need I need to need to go back and get that. If it's that good, you should be able to drizzle it all yeah and i don't like i i was making all um salad dressing with olive oil when i was like making big salads every day for lunch but that gets so expensive because like you're basically using if you're making a salad for two people like five days a week that's like at least a cup of olive oil and then for dressing it every day and then if you're spending money on that fucking drizzle that's like I don't know. That's like a it's like a twenty to thirty dollar bottle of um, salad dressing. Yeah, that's why those salad dressings always use like sunflower oil or whatever. Yeah, because they can't fucking afford it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I've never made that. I've never been that committed to salads. Unfortunately, I'm a big piece of shit. But also, I have been buying because, as I said, I'm like not a snob at all. And I like to get the like Bolt House Farms yogurt dressings because they're good. really low calorie and they're yeah. pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, I've been the last few weeks. I've just been so lazy when it comes to making lunch, and it's been take because I've just making making like sandwiches or like avocado toast type of stuff instead of mm-hmm. big salads, mm-hmm. and it's much easier. It's cheaper because you're not buying like a million ingredients, and it's more satisfying. But then I do feel like super sluggish in the afternoon like I want to fucking take a nap and I never used to feel like that when I was making salads for lunch I mean I uh I have also been back to basics like having a small bowl of cereal for breakfast which is crazy mm-hmm. and then having like a, a turkey fucking sandwich for lunch yeah. with a full-blown bag like little bag of chips like full bad like bag chips they're good and they're like 160 calories for a bag like i don't care it's fine um and that little routine has been so good for my mental health i can't recommend it highly enough i mean it's not very glamorous but it just it kind of it almost is because it's so easy and so like um it's just like it feels so normal yeah 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 totally and it's satisfying. I mean, a, a sandwich with chips, there's no more satisfying lunch in the world. No. Than and it's like, I mean, if you care about, like, chips are bad for you objectively. Like, I'm not going to tell you that they're not. No, yeah. But if you, like, you know, if you care about calories, it's not a super high calorie 
like meal. I think that the sandwich I make is probably about um, maybe 200 calories. And then the chips are like another 150 calories. There's protein. I use whole grain bread. I mean, it's not the most nutritious thing in the world, but it's not like going to kill you. It's pretty, it's fine. Yeah. Wait, how do you make a sandwich with 200 calories? I use Sara Lee, like 40 calorie bread. Okay. I measure, I, I, I'm a mayonnaise person. I measure out a tablespoon of mayonnaise using the food scale. I use Sargento ultra thin sliced cheese that's 45 calories and then i use the again using the food scale i use like exactly two ounces of turkey for 50 calories oh, all right yeah yeah i think that's my problem i'm probably making my sandwiches too big and that's what's making me um sluggish in the afternoon um so i'll do like half an avocado i'll do yeah like, i mean you're making it like good and fancy yeah but it's, it's i'm sure it's like it's probably like a thousand calories and that's why i'm like want to fall asleep on my couch after i, I eat it the I, the problem that I've had for like the entirety of my adult life, and I don't know a way around this, is that like healthy making foods healthier almost always adds like a fuck ton of calories. Like if you follow these instructions, they're like pour a bottle of olive oil and an entire yeah. avocado, and obviously you know the turkey has to be made from God knows what kind of fucking artisanal turkey farm. And like you're have to be on these thick slices of crusty bread and all this shit. And it's like, it tastes a lot better. And I guess it's more like pure or something for your body. Um, But I feel like the amount of like money and calories, it just tips the scale for me into not good. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm back at Ralph's. Um, Good for you. Thank you. I OD'd on because I was getting like. That that sliced deli turkey to put on our sandwiches because John really likes it and he's not a super adventurous sandwich person, mm-hmm. but I can't do it anymore. I'd rather have just like a vegetarian like avocado toast with stuff and not yeah. have any meat on it. Yeah. Um, um. And I have fully made the switch. I, I think I mentioned this a little bit on the Patreon episode yes or last week, but I ma- fully made the switch back to non-fat yogurt for my breakfast yeah. in the morning and it's really not that bad i got the strap you know that brand strauss yeah they do like a non-fat they do a greek style and a european style i've been sort of playing around the greek one obviously has more protein but also more calories um, yeah. but they're both really good and they don't have whenever i used to have that um faye non-fat greek yogurt it was like super just chalky and gross but uh the strauss is not doesn't feel like that at all it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I just eat Chobani peach non-fat mm-hmm. yogurt and um, sometimes I'll crumble up half a granola bar and put it in there. I might start doing, because I don't like, because eating um, real cheese on my sandwiches at lunch is obviously adding a lot of fat and calories, but I like that creamy. I might, I might start doing a little cottage cheese and have that as lunch. <laughs> I'm muting myself. I keep muting myself because I I can sense BB's like getting ready to bark at a dog. Uh-oh. Some dogs are going crazy outside, and BB's like wants to join the party. Um, yeah, cottage cheese is sorry. I, I don't. He also threw up on the floor. It's mm-hmm. a lot is going on right now. <laughs> um, cottage cheese is like um having a little moment. It really it seems is. like everybody's having their cottage cheese, and it's fine. 
I do like cottage cheese once you get past looking at it. The you can't deny that it tastes good. It's um, so good. But I often will just sort of like let it go bad in my fridge because I'm like, do I really want to? It's just the idea of eating cottage cheese is so um boring. Yeah. I just never I never crack her open. So I just don't buy it anymore. I'd rather have like my toxic fucking Chobani yogurt. Sure. And then if I'm doing yogurt for breakfast and cottage cheese for lunch, even if it's like the non-fat version, it's that's a lot of dairy. I don't know that that's probably the best. I, well, I did, even though I have been doing smoothie or doing cereal, I have been switching over to back to smoothies for breakfast because I don't think I was getting enough like fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And you got to eat those blueberries and those leafy greens if you want to fucking, you know, stay alive. So I'm I'm kind of like trying to switch over to smoothies instead. But um, because there's no fucking other way that I'm going to eat that shit in the morning. I when I did Whole30 all those years and they're like, trust me, you'll get used to eating vegetables for breakfast. The lie. It is such a lie. I've done whole third. I've done two full whole thirties and like probably one or two like aborted whole thirties and God knows how many fucking cleanses in my life. A hundred percent of the time they're like, don't have smoothies. You wouldn't eat that. Would you, you wouldn't eat a bowl of fruit. Well, first of all, yeah, I would. What's so bad about having a couple of blueberries and half a banana. It's not like toxic. The thing I wouldn't eat that goes in the smoothie is a fucking, there he goes. Fistfuls of spinach that you can't taste. Oh, BB. He's agreeing with me. He's anyway, I'm back on smoothies is my point. They're great. I made a smoothie for breakfast last week with, I just had those like acai, acai packets and then yogurt. I don't even think I added a little like nut butter and oh, half a banana and some uh, collagen powder. It was good. I've been making the same smoothie. I've never made another smoothie I like as much as it. It's just blueberries, half a banana, frozen banana, frozen blueberries, like two big fistfuls of spinach, almond milk, and then things that you can add to it include protein powder, nut butter, but that's it. That's all you need. You don't need any... I have that big pack of maca powder that I bought off Thrive Market, but... It's too intense. I'll put a teaspoon in it and I'm fucking wired for hours. Um, I'm I used to put a teaspoon or a tablespoon of almond butter in the smoothie, which is not bad for you by any stretch, but I now am putting in PB2. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, PB2 is like the the powdered non-fat peanut butter. Yeah, it's powdered. Yeah. It's fine. Uh what else? Oh, I made my traditional summer first night of summer meal last night. What is that? That I also made last year. It's I want to make it into like an American tradition that everyone makes it the first day of summer. It's just um Allison Roman's uh pasta with zucchini, feta, and fried lemon. That sounds good. But I I have decided to not do the fried lemon anymore on any Allison Roman recipes, any other recipes. I don't like it. I don't like the texture. It makes it too lemony. So 
instead of frying the lemon, because you're this one you're supposed to just like fry the whole, you know, cut up the whole lemon, rind and all, and fry it up. Mm-hmm. I just after I cook the pasta and put everything together, I just zest it, put the zest on, and then put and then squeeze the juice in. And I don't the rind. I don't do any of the fried stuff, and it was even better. Good. And I added because this recipe doesn't have a lot of heat to it, so I added half a chopped serrano pepper to it too. And mm, that sounds good. Even, yeah, it's very very good. My favorite summer dish that I think I made too much was like, I used to, I was making it a lot, like a few years ago. It's from the New York times. And I don't really remember exactly how it works, but you need to wait. Cause I don't think the tomato are the tomatoes good yet. I still don't think they're good yet. I had, Oh, I was out to dinner and there was some sort of tomato appetizer and it was pretty good, but I feel like, yeah. And then, cause we had such a long, damp, wet, winter i think everything is a little late this year so i think let's wait another month before high tomato season yeah i don't know if i would be i I think i would wait i agree with you plus i haven't been in the mood for it but basically you make it's like you dice up a bunch of tomatoes and you sort of like marinate them or like macerate them more in something i guess it's probably like lemon juice i think maybe you put capers in it garlic and maybe some olive oil or something i don't know and then you also mix in like really good tuna Mm. in oil you know whatever brand you want to get and i can't i really don't remember exactly how it works and then you like mix the whole thing in to like bow tie pasta and it's just like tuna tomato pasta salad and it's like insanely good and I got in the habit of making it um a lot a few summers ago and I think I'll be making it again yeah I think I'm gonna start doing a lot the and whenever the tomatoes come out just do a sliced tomato sandwich and then I also want to do a lot of like marinated eggplant this summer and just like mm-hmm. stack. And so don't have any meat for lunch and just like stack eggplant, tomato, basil, and like fresh mozzarella or something. That sounds so good. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to get back. Oh, you put a lot of fresh herbs in it too. That's the thing that makes it good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Allison Roman one, you put like a whole thing of dill and a whole thing of parsley in it. And of course, her favorite capers. No anchovies, though, surprisingly enough. Mm. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. Uh, Um, What else? Oh, I'm sure everyone who subscribes to the Goop emails got this, but I like to feel like I'm special. The person They said, Brian, here's a secret sale just for you. (laughs) 30% off. For any of the super powders so you could do your goop glow you could do your gut thing you could do your cleanse thing whatever and then balls in the air vitamins and a couple of the other supplement packs um if you guys didn't get the code it's private boost all one word well i did get a different one oh you, oh, you got a different one i got the beauty bath soaks uh quietly on sale for you how to choose the martini. Uh, oh, that's what I want to get a bath soak for 30 I would rather get, well, I don't know. Yours What's is your for code? the pills or for the chews? No, no chews. It's just pills and powders. Yeah, they really hit, hit it on the head with that one. Though. <laughs> Mine is for a 30% off for um, uh, the bath soaks and the code is private soak. 
private soak. All right. So private boost or private soak. I bet they both would work for anyone. I'm sure. Of course. And what did you guys get? Tell us everything you got. I wonder how they determine if it's like it's probably just like based on what you've bought you in bought. the past. Like yeah. I've never bought any supplements, I think. I've only bought goop. Glo- oh, no, I've actually, I've bought all of the powders, but I bought the bath soaks too. It's probably because you bought all the powders. Yeah. I'm the only person that bought like the, the metabolism boosting one and the uh, gut health one, which I still have. God knows how old those packets are. They're still like in the back of my cupboard. But those aren't even, I mean, I know, I don't even know if I've ever bought, um, I mean, I know I've had my hands on the martini before, but I don't know if I'm the one who bought it. The one that I know I bought was the mustard bath, which I don't even know if they have anymore. And that wasn't a goop brand. It was just like a, a soak that they sold on their website. Yeah. I don't know if they sell that anymore. Uh, it was basically I, like mustard powder that you pour in the bath. Does it make it totally like turns your whole bathtub? Yeah, it smell. It looks yellow and it smells like mustard. It's just mustard. <laughs> it's not, I'm come summer. I'm gonna just want to take long baths every night. Oh really? Yep. I think that is a winter activity. No, I just want it to start sort of warm but then when you sit in the bath long enough it just becomes like lukewarm mm. and i open the window so i'm getting the fresh air at night and um and just you know sitting in the bath it sounds great mm, and then maybe good. end why wash off with like a really cold shower just for a minute and then get changed into your like pjs your linen pajamas oh yeah Oh, yeah, that's one way to beat the heat. Yeah, Take well, I've been I've been bath. going back to the pool. Um, now at my public pool because it's summertime, they like um, they get rid of a lot of the like lap swimming stuff, and most of the pool is just available for um, just like recreational swimming, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, so I don't feel because usually like when I what was going, I would be the only adult in the entire pool that was not doing laps and it would be yeah. me and like children. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I felt like I should be on a watch list or something, but now I still might be the only adult not doing laps, but I feel less alone because there's like a specific section that like the deep end is now, I guess more for like adults. And then the shallow end is for kids. And if I stay on the deep end, it's the kids that are there that are, overstepping their bounds and i'm in my rightful place good sorry sorry um sorry i just had to mute it i'm having um this like lingering cough oh no yeah well i hope it's not tuberculosis i do too they put me on they gave me coughing pills, which seems like something for a Victorian lady. Wow. What What is a coughing pill? It's just like, it's a, like a prescription for these like little pills that you're supposed to take three times a day. I haven't taken, maybe I should take one. I haven't taken it yet. Um, It's just these, I don't know. It's like a prescription for pills that are supposed to help with the cough. And they also gave me an inhaler. It's, it's like a cough suppressant. Like it, I don't really know what it is. They just said they're coughing pills. And it just said, and the thing just says take three times for coughing. That does sound very Victorian. I know. Um, and an inhaler. And the guy was like, yeah, I've had a lot of people with these, like having trouble getting over cold since COVID. 
That's what the doctor said. So not good for us, but um oh yeah, I like everyone who was on Patreon obviously heard, but I've been on my leukemia pills now for a week. Yeah. Um and no side effects. I've been really lucky. Uh feels good. Um yeah, I have to wait a couple more weeks and then I go back to the doctor, get more blood work done, and he says it's uh that it my white blood cell count should be, you know, pretty much back to normal quickly. And then they just keep me on the pills for as long as I need to be. But yeah, it's um not very I mean, it's just amazing how far technology has grown that I can like take this basically it's a type of chemotherapy. It's obviously more targeted than like regular chemotherapy and um and not have any side effects it's amazing yeah uh any other news personal anecdotes diet obsessions no i mean like my diet obsession i'm has just basically been calorie counting and my other weight loss or my other fitness obsession has been tracy anderson metamorphosis which is an oldie, but a goodie. And, um, yeah, I'm on level two and it's, um, definitely a lot harder than level one. I bet. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah. you kind of get used to all of, I think the way it works is like, it's hard at first and then you kind of get used to it. Cause you're supposed to do each of them 10 times. How long are the workouts? They're only 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, I need to go back this, this, the last two weeks, last three weeks, probably I've been drinking during the week, which I hadn't done in months. Mm-hmm. And so I need to, um, it's like due to stress, whatever, but now I think I'm back to normal and I need to stick a pin in it because yeah. it, it's such a slippery slope. It's like, oh, I drank, I'm, you know, I went out to dinner on Monday, had a couple glasses of wine and then Tuesday oh you know we're watching the show so I'll just like make myself a little drink and then well it's Wednesday I drank every night this week I might as well just keep drinking and um yeah that's how it happened. I've been only having like one drink at home and so it's not bad but I'm like I don't even need this one drink and I do think it's made my sleep worse even that yeah one I've been drinking um I would say like a normal, like I had one glass of wine last night. We went out to dinner and it was like, fine. It was this like super dry white wine. I should have gotten something else, I think, but whatever. And then the last time, and then I also had a drink. We went out to, um, oh, we went, I went to factory kitchen last week with my aunt was in town and I had a, I think I had two glasses of wine. I had a glass of Prosecco. Nice. Um, and then I had a glass of, I don't even remember. Oh, I had a glass. It was good. It was like an Oregon Pinot Noir. And then um, the day before that, we went to a Dodger game. So obviously I had a fucking cold one, but sure. that was really it. I haven't been drinking too much. Uh, tonight I am picking up a pizza from someone's house in Montecito Heights that I ordered on Tuesday. Oh, is it like another secret pizza situation? It is literally secret pizza. It's that one. It's in Montecito? Uh, Montecito Heights. 
Where Which is it? Like, it used to be in like Los Feliz area. Oh, was it? You no, know, it's yeah. um. He lives in. It's like uh, you know, out past sort of Highland Park, South Pasadena. Oh, really? It used to be like, it used to be by my old apartment. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I still haven't tried it, so I'm excited. It's good. I'll get a bottle of wine. Yeah. And maybe make a little salad to go with it. It'll be good. Nice. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm eating super low calorie for the next three days because I have a calorie limit that, um, I will definitely be exceeding this week because I ate out every fucking day. I like went to my aunt was in town and then we had this, um, reservation last night that we had to go to at Anna Jack Tai, and then on Tuesday, we also had like a trivia. We went to trivia night with our friends at a bar. Oh, yeah. So I also drank that night too. So um, I've just been like eating and drinking. Like I've yeah. just been going crazy this week. But it's like some some weeks you kind of can't help it, you know? No, totally. Uh, yeah. When my sister was in town, I went back to Lingua Franca because um, yeah. it was so good the first time I went. I was it the... good the second time too? Yeah, still good. I mean, it, the menu's pretty small, so like, I feel like now we've had pretty much everything on the menu. Uh, but I got like clams and chorizo. Um, oh, and they had a couple new salads. They had one that was that tomato. It was like all these different little types of tomatoes with burrata and pickled strawberries. Oh. And then they had another one that was like a West Coast wedge. So it was like little mint, like um, like baby iceberg halves with instead of blue cheese it was with ranch but then they they grated like a sharp cheddar on instead of uh yeah instead of the blue cheese oh and so then it's like american but isn't a regular wedge already american yeah i feel like a the blue cheese and bacon it's very like new york and then this was like a like a west coast version you think do with you think like ranch ran- and cheddar are west coast and blue cheese and bacon is east coast yeah like cheddar once you go to new york you'll understand Cheddar is like not a common cheese out there in the same way. It's very weird. Huh. Interesting. It's like, I guess cheddar to me, cheddar is English. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. Obviously it is. And then I think when I think of like the places that they make cheddar, I think of like Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. Good cheddar in America or like, I guess Wisconsin. I feel like the, the default cheese, at least when I was growing up in California of for like a sandwich is like, do you want cheddar or Jack? That was like the main question. Okay. And then when I moved to New York, it was like Swiss or provolone. And Ugh. a lot of places didn't have cheddar or J- definitely not Jack. I like and provolone, but I don't really care for Swiss no. cheese. Just a little anecdote about the differences between the West Coast and the East Coast, which you'll soon find out. Okay. Um. Uh, all right. Oh, I want to welcome, we have several new patrons. It's really oh. nice that people are joining. Um, these are in the last couple of weeks. We have, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Coxo or Cocho. It's C-O-X-O. We have Elliot. We have Bingo Bongo. We have B. And we have Francis. Welcome. Thank Thanks, you guys. Patrons. We love you. Extra a lot now. Extra. It's true. Um, um, shall we move on to the newsletters? Yeah, let's move on. I mean, just kind of a boring week. Oh, yeah, I guess we should move on. 
yeah, my best actually didn't even come from the newsletters. I had to go out into the outside world to find something that I was truly passionate about. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but what, what was, was your best? It? Oh, should I go first? Well, no, I guess we should keep it. Let's keep, yeah, it's going to be too complicated. With things. Now it's the last thing that we fucking need. My best was really boring because I thought the whole thing was boring, but I appreciated that for the, they give you the recipe for Cameron Diaz goop salad. If you don't live in LA and you can't go to the goop kitchen, I'm sure it's better if you make it at home anyway. Probably. Yeah. Cause, uh, they've really been dropping the ball down at the ghost kitchens this for like the last year straight. So this was their, their fatal flaw thinking that someone working in a ghost kitchen that has to do like 20 different restaurants recipes is going to keep be up able to make a salad. I don't know. I think that they should be able to do it. I mean, I'm sure that they're able to do it. It's just a matter of like, if you're, if you don't specialize in a thing, then you're not going to be as good at it. Like if someone you know, is just, it's just like Gwyneth with her VC fucking like, libertarian like ocean quest ass like let's break the rules you know move fast break things that's the thinking that goes into a goop kitchen i mean a ghost kitchen like a kitchen needs a fucking identity you know they need to know what the fuck they're making you're right like it's not just goop kitchen it's like this is a ghost kitchen problem where like one staff of people is making everything from like a million different restaurants. Of course, the quality is going to suffer. And it's just because, you know, people found a new way to make money. And I think like, I get if you're like in an office or like, you're just getting stuff delivered all the time. You don't really care where it comes from as long as it tastes okay. But I found any delivery food, whether I'm ordering from the restaurant, whether I'm ordering from DoorDash or whatever, because of whatever the care they take and the time that it takes to get to you, it's always going to taste shitty, like shittier than yeah. picking it up yourself or going there and eating it. And so like, I'm, I don't know. And the problem goop has like a specific established brand. So it seemed, it's really frustrating because if they just opened up a couple of goop kitchen cafes, you know, one at the Brentwood country mart, one at the Grove, I could hope for God, one at the Americana. Uh-huh. And it was just a place where you could go and you could order a salad, you could do a business meeting, you could hang out with your friends, maybe they would even have a beer and wine license, you got a, you know, a glass of Cameron Diaz's Aveline or something. Yeah. How amazing would that be to be able to like step into the world of goop, rather than literally almost getting run over by a bus going down Lancashire and Lancashire Avenue, when yeah. I'm trying to park with a bunch of DoorDash drivers keeping my like hazard lights on and then running in there and like hoping that the thing is ready. And then I can like jump back in the car before the light turns red. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a goopy experience. And I don't think, well, that's why I would never do it. I mean, like, well, you know, like I will, I would go to the one in Santa Monica because at least that one you can like sit down. You can sit down there. Yeah. And it's like meant for like customers to go into. But the problem with the one in Santa Monica is there's so many other options that whenever I'm there, I never want to get Goop Kitchen because I'm like, oh, there's like a halal meat one. There's like the great like fried chicken from New Orleans that like came there. It's like I oh, I, right. I, I never want to get Goop when I'm there because there's just too many good options. Yeah. 
I don't even know what else is at this other one. I have no idea. Uh, I don't but know. yeah, like, I don't know. I just think the ghost kitchen, this was like pre right pre COVID everyone was at work. Everyone was ordering food for their offices or whatever. Now between COVID work from home, the writer's strike, like in LA specifically, like literally no one is at any sort of office. No one is yeah. ordering food for unless like, there's just no reason for these ghost kitchens anymore. No, they need to be abolished. But I'm surprised no one's gotten sick from a ghost kitchen. I'm sure people have. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm sure people But I have. guess just not in like a serious enough way that uh, it's yeah. become a story. Not yet. Not until we make it one. Um. All right. Well, I'll just go with my worst because that it was. Wait, what's I your under- best though? Well, okay. My well, best? Too- okay. Well, I'll say the worst just because it's also the Cameron Diaz summer crunch salad. Not the actual salad, just I understand the appeal of having the recipe so you can make it yourself. But when you're actually looking at the recipe, there is 13 ingredients just in the salad dressing in the vinaigrette. And then there's another 12 ingredients for the salad. So that's a 25 ingredient salad. A lot of ingredients for a salad. No one is making this. That's crazy. Yeah. The vinaigrette has cashews, maple syrup, red rice, red rice wine vinegar, lime, Dijon mustard, chopped ginger, miso paste, tamari, sriracha, garlic, uh, chilies, oil, sunflower oil, avocado oil, and sesame oil. And then the salad itself has a fuck ton of things. It's, I mean, no one's doing this. And I like making salads, but when you're, when you're making I a salad, I hate making salads. Making a salad is the most, is like literally torture. I've never, chopping up all those little fucking pieces of shit and putting them in their stupid bowl. And then at the end you have a salad. Yeah, it's true. like a nightmare. I think in order to make it less horrible, a salad is, I feel like something you do need to like meal prep and make like a big batch of and then you can have it for several days no because then it gets like soggy that's my hell on earth like that's the like i i don't do this fucking shit this is how i make a salad i open a bag of pre-washed kale i dump a bunch of dress jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thing on it. I put it in the fridge so that it'll get like because you have to dress your kale like 30 minutes at least yeah. in advance because otherwise it's too tough. I cook a fucking chicken breast. I cut it up. I put it in the kale. The end. That's the extent of it. I do not. I don't put anything in my fucking salad. I'm not going to put a tomato in it. I'm not going to put a pepper in it. I'm certainly not putting a fucking red onion in it. Wow. I'm not doing this. All right. It's not even really salad. It's just basically kale. <laughs> kale and dress. I mean, I think that's fine. For a side salad when you have something else. But then if you're doing it as like your entree, I do like to have lots of just different like textures and flavors and stuff. I like it there. if someone else is making it. Yeah. If I'm making it, no. Um, but I will never be making this salad. Because then by the end of it, you don't even get anything satisfying. There's no protein in it. It's just, it, there's nothing. Well, then, it's just I mean, veggies. I guess you can put chicken on it. I feel like any salad, I feel yeah. like it's, I feel like it's standard that like any salad, you can't put chicken on top. Yeah. So like, I'll give them that. You can do a, a cute little Mary's breast if you prefer. Yeah. Um, but my best, I'll go back to my best. Okay. Uh, and this gave me so much FOMO. I was like, oh, I want to be back in New York. I want to be back in Brooklyn. Um, this bar, this gay bar in Brooklyn called, uh, it's called $3 Bill which I think must have opened after I already left New York. I'm so out of the loop. Anyway, they did a whole Gwyneth Paltrow drag night costume party. Oh. Um, Thorgy Thor from one of the seasons of Drag Race hosted it. And uh, it says, and this was in like the Sunday style section of the New York Times. The headline was gooped at a Gwyneth Paltrow drag show. Partygoers donned glitter and gowns in, homo- in homage to the actress and jade egg enthusiast in a party at Brooklyn. Uh, and says, Gwyneth Paltrow has been popping up in unexpected places this year. She was in court in March, dressed impeccably, and won $1 after being found not at fault for a ski crash. She was on a cruise ship, and on Friday evening at $3 Bill, a queer club in the East Williamsburg neighborhood of Brooklyn, she was on stage. Blah, blah, blah. Um, people dressed like her from Sylvia people dress like her from Glee people dress like her from seven with her head in the box. Um, people had t-shirts with her famous quotes. Like I'd rather smoke crack than eat cheese from a can. You know, I wish you well, I lost a half day of skiing. We could have brought our t-shirts there and we should have, I know if we had known we would have sold our t-shirts. Although I think we should be selling t-shirts. Let's say all of these things. Yeah, we should. We should. Um, the New York times or they reached out, New York times reached out to the, to goop, um, and, uh, you know, executive vice president of brand Nora Raj Brown said that goop was flattered to be part of the inspiration for the evening. (laughs) And that was her one word response. 
Gwyneth herself did not was unavailable for comment. Um, so this was just like a classic New York style, New York Times style section thing. Where and they, and they go on to interview a bunch of the people that went, and it was I I, don't, I guess there was drag performances, but it just seemed more like a costume party where everyone just like you just go and you dress like your favorite Gwyneth character. Yeah, I'm looking for pictures of it. It would have been really fun. One girl yeah. I saw dressed like Margot Tenenbaum. Um, obviously, someone dressed in the pink Oscars dress. Yeah. You know, the I- iconic. And it was nice to see because most of these people were in their 20s. So it was actually very heartening to see that like people in their 20s still have sort of an appreciation or like a reverence for Gwyneth Paltrow, which I wasn't really aware that they did. Yeah, I wasn't either. But yeah, it's nice to see. Yeah, that, and I like um... I like Thorgy Thor. Like I she was sort of uh irritating on her season of drag race but now that she has come out as a gwyneth stan i have to um give her her props so hopefully i don't get what Hmm? oh this one is like slime oh glee i wasn't getting what some of them i'm going through the thing one person is just like wearing like green stuff Oh, was she slimed on Glee? I don't even remember. No, just because he's like, oh, goop, it sounds like slime to oh, me. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going through everybody's. Yeah, and it seems like you could have gone and not dressed up. Like, I'm not a big costume person, so if I went, I maybe I would have worn a fun t-shirt, but I wouldn't have done any anything more than that. Let's see. I'm just, like, looking for... Not a lot of, there are a lot of, people are really all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do like, I wish you well. These two guys are wearing shirts. Let's say I wish you well. And I lost half a day of skiing. Yeah. And then who are you? This one is, yeah, they're like all different. People have like all different interpretations of it. Uh, Well, hopefully it was a big success and they'll do it again. And then you as our future New York correspondent can go and be boots on the ground. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, I don't think I'm going to like literally do a single solitary, like fun thing the entire time. I'm in, <laughs> so I don't think you should worry. I'm going to be really busy. <laughs> um, I'm going to be like, I'm basically going to be working like nonstop. So. Well, all right. Well, but I'm sure I'll go to a bar at some point. Yeah, I think you'll have enough time to let your yeah. head down a little bit. Yeah. It's basically just going like going to college again. I don't, I mean. No, not really. I, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, what was your worst? My worst was, uh, like, are your hormones causing you to go oh. blind? I like couldn't even bring myself to click on that article. It's like, I think that hormones are like a new buzzword that everybody's losing their mind over. Like just, I I feel like hormones, I mean, everybody's always been concerned with their hormones and there is, you know, real, a real field of study, like endocrinology, like women and like, do you have to like, figure out what's going on with their hormones all the time. Like I get it. I've had my own run-ins with endocrinologists, negative ones. Um, They're like evil monsters sometimes, or sometimes they're not, I don't know. (laughs) 
Um, and it can make your, like weird things can happen to your body because of it. But this like new, like, I, I feel like, oh, like the reason you're not losing weight is because of your hormones and like your hormones are making your entire like life fall apart. And like everything is out of whack in your circle because your hormones are fucked up and you can control your hormones because if you like don't eat gluten or if you don't eat sugar, if you don't do whatever. And like, I just think whatever the fuck they're talking about is a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. I don't think you can really control your hormones by like what you eat or like maybe you can a little bit, but if it's at the point that it's like having an actual impact on your life, I think you need to like go to the fucking doctor and this new thing, like here are the different ways that your hormone issues can make you go blind. It's like, just leave it alone. Like, I don't know. Also, you know, I, you're going to get older. My eyesight is definitely worse than it was even like a year ago. It's hard for me to see like like it's hard for me to like read like a menu on a wall now um and I'm sure that my hormones are changing as I age but I just because my hormones are changing and my eyesight is changing it doesn't mean that those things necessarily have to do with each other I don't know I just I feel like the whole I I just I feel like it's just one of these things it's like this is this is the thing now where like it was gut bacteria and before that it was whatever the fuck and now it's hormones so they tell you to basically like if your eyesight is failing to get on these hormone supplements no not really they're like work with your doctor but they're just like um you know eat a balanced diet exercise and sleep get regular eye exams use teardrops and eye compression and wear sunglasses. I mean, I also, I do use teardrops because I have really sensitive eyes, but, um, I'm so glad that I haven't used them in a while because like I didn't use them for a little while. And then there was this like massive recall where they're like, the eye drops are killing people. Do you remember that? that? Yeah. And then I haven't used them since. Cause I'm like, that's insane. And I just haven't used any since. So I don't know about that. Regular sleep, exercise. Obviously, that's just kind of like good advice in general. Regular eye exams, also good advice. I actually have never had a, an eye exam as an adult because, well, I get it when I get my driver's license and it's always like fine. But um, yeah. I'm going to make an appointment and go back because like I'm definitely having trouble seeing things now. Do you you don't wear any glasses or contacts, do you? No, I always had 20-20 vision, but yeah. I don't think I do anymore. Um, I I just had an eye when I renewed my driver's license and the lady who was doing it was just so complimentary of me. Yeah. You always brag about how good your eyes are. I know. And I'm, I'm going to, it's going to bite me in the ass eventually, but like so far, uh, I'm good. Even my little, my little sister has to wear glasses now. I, yeah, don't. Yeah. I, uh, that's great. Um, my hearing on the other hand is not right oh really I mean I just uh yeah it's all of a sudden like I went to um I guess when when we went to the Dodgers game I was with Brian and I was like trying to read the menu and I was like I can't like read that from from here and I would have been able to I mean I I was like I need to go get my eyes checked but you could get the cute Gwyneth glasses yeah but I think that I'm uh far-sighted Oh, aren't, but aren't those 
Aren't those reading glasses that she puts on? No, that's no. nearsight or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but I think it's, I need to see far as hard, which oh, are the ones that you wear all the time. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. That's what Brian has too. Maybe it's because I put on his glasses and walk around too much to make fun of him. <laughs> and then I got his disease, uh, <laughs> his wow. diseased eyes. Um, all right. So yeah, my worst was just that s- uber complicated salad recipe. Uh, what was I mean, your saddest? I don't really have a saddest or a craziest. I mean, I guess that I'll just go ahead and say that like my saddest is, um, all the lives lost aboard the navigation <laughs> submarine. Wow. Because I don't have a real sad. I mean, like literally my entire week has been so consumed with that. I haven't thought about anything else. And I like, I don't know. Nothing seemed like so crazy to me and goop. This was like really my big like distraction. I don't know. I'm sorry if I fail. Don't. Un- no, no, no. I around everybody. I was sort of intrigued by the submarine thing too. And it is weird because it, it really did capture the national imagination in a way that I just remember like when we were kids, like pre 9-11, I feel like news, little news stories like this yeah. would, would always pop up. And I feel like mm-hmm. we don't really have them as much anymore, but no. I mean, it's horrible. And yet it's so fascinating. It felt very old fashioned. And yeah. like when they had like the countdown clocks till they ran out of yeah. air. It's like baby Jessica. It was like a baby Jessica balloon boy, this type of thing. But it, I mean, it did seem like, I mean, I guess people, the news just responds to what people are interested in, but it did seem like every news source was just constantly talking about this. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't watch TV news, but like the New York times, it was on the front page. You know, I listened to my little NPR 10 minute, New news podcast in the morning that was the top story every day do you think that like not to be like conspiracy theorists but like were they trying to like distract us from something else I mean yeah probably I mean I it was kind of weird that this became like such a major story and I don't think that the news just report I mean like isn't that what manufacturing consent is all about like I don't think they report what we care about I think no you're right what, yeah um but yeah why know. was why was this so like everything everything stopped and everyone was obsessed with it i don't know i'm just like i'm on tiktok so fucking much Mm. it's probably what my eyes are breaking um like i just sort of like whatever i get fed in my like little news feed and it was just like everybody was obsessed with this and talking about it even though there was really not that much information i mean like there was never more information that came out no, I mean, eventually they said they found the like debris, but like before that, I feel like they found that debris much earlier and they just wanted to wait out the clock to extend the news story. They obviously it's it's weird that the countdown was like, OK, they're going to lose their oxygen on like Thursday morning or whatever. And then Thursday morning, they're like, oh, we found all the debris. Yeah. It, that's kind of weird, right? Um, like they knew but, where it was the first day. So well, the Navy apparently, or the Coast Guard or somebody like, or I guess it must've been the Navy, like heard the explosion, Oh, but they didn't tell it. They didn't want to make that public that they knew it had exploded. So they just they wanted were, everyone to wait out the clock to well, make they, this. They didn't want everyone story. to wait out the clock. I think they didn't want to like, 
I guess what they said was they didn't want to like reveal that they like had that technology or that they were like monitoring in that area or whatever. Cause like a lot of the time they don't want to say what they, um, you know, they want to like try to keep that stuff secret, but then if they didn't want to reveal it, why would they reveal that now? They could, they never had to reveal it. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, it's, it's sad, obviously, I think, especially, you know, for that, kid who just wanted to like be with his dad on father's day yeah um everyone else i honestly could really care less about you well you said you felt bad about the 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 titanic enthusiast yeah well they were all titanic enthusiasts but there was this one the french guy on there everyone's like oh fuck all the billionaires the the french guy he wasn't a rich guy i don't think he was even a millionaire and he had been down there like at least I think he I think like 17 times or something insane like that like he had really been there a lot and was considered like maybe the most knowledgeable person about it and he he, you know like he actually was someone who he wasn't like thrill seeking he was obviously like very interested in it and like passionate about it and very knowledgeable about it but what is there to learn after 17 like I don't get I mean, they just wanted to, because it's so dark down there. Are they even able to, like, see much? I mean, I guess that's their hope. I don't know if they actually are. But, I mean, I guess, like, James Cameron did it. He saw stuff. Yeah, but these people did not have James Cameron technology. Uh, No, but James, no. They, that was not, uh, well, like, that company was, like, some, like, rinky-dink bullshit thing. I just don't understand what you can get from going down there that you can't get from i don't know looking at pictures of the titanic record i guess they are hoping that they're gonna find or see something that hasn't been seen before like find something new i don't know uh i mean i wouldn't do it obviously but um i mean these people are like crazy about it and then did you see the interviews with that woman who tried to go on the last one no there was another there was like an aborted expedition like a year ago and there was a news crew with them i don't remember, i don't know who it was um and they weren't able to go down but they were interviewing this woman who had tried to go several times and she was another one she was like i have saved up for this my entire life some people want to you know buy a house some people want to do different things this is what i want and i've and she'd saved up for it and she was like sobbing in the interview. She was like, one day I'll get down there. I have to go. I have to see it in my lifetime. It's something I have to do. Like, I don't know. People just have these things that mean a lot to them and they're just called to do it. Have you ever read, um, do you like John Krakauer? I've read, uh, I think I've only read Under the Banner of Heaven, but I really like that one. He has, I don't remember which one of his books, it it, it was either an essay, like an article, I think it might have been, it was either in that or it might have been from Into the Wild, but he has this long excerpt, this like long passage in one of those about um, this thing that compels certain people to take risks and to do these dangerous things to like confront nature in this way that seems totally irresponsible and crazy to most people and he understands it because Mm. he he has it too like Mm. he has this this section about 
climbing this really, really dangerous rock wall in Alaska and how he almost died doing it. And I think I it probably was in uh in into the wild because mm-hmm. that's what the book that's kind of most about that. I don't know. It's just interesting. I think some people just have this desire that I can't understand. Yeah. I mean the people that like climb Mount Everest or yeah, do any of the, you know, jump out of airplanes. Um it is interesting. Yeah. That yeah. you have that com- like compulsion. I mean yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't. Yeah, I try not to like judge it. Like people get satisfaction from lots of different things, but this just seems so irresponsible and like stupid. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said earlier, I, I do, I would love to experience imploding. Yeah, you want to implode <laughs> and turning as long as I'm fine afterwards. If I, if it's a simulation and I don't die, the idea of, of imploding that quickly and turning into goo or whatever it sounds very intriguing to me i mean i do think that if you had to die before your time like i wish i know i wish that no one ever had to die um and like we could just like all live forever (laughs) um but if you have if you have to die before you know you're time like if you die of something it's kind of the best way to do it because it's just like you go out like a light they don't even process any pain like you said they might have heard there might have been like they might have known something was wrong with the thing and they were like going up i think and they like had alarm sounding but i do i I hope that they did because i really like i said to you earlier i really wanted that father to feel guilty about taking a son on that trip okay (laughs) so i hope that they at least had a few seconds to process that uh maybe maybe he felt guilty but i don't think that any of them felt any pain or like even knew that they died like that or were dying or anything i think it's just like it just it just popped yeah so crazy uh yeah i definitely don't want to i don't want to know that i'm dying i want it to be a complete surprise (laughs) i know i swear to god i think i'm gonna like become christian or something i'm not but like that's another one i see the appeal in i just want to be like oh it's okay like when i die i'll go be with god and like everything oh yeah like i totally get why people are christian or whatever other but how could you actually convince yourself of it like you have to be you have to be so afraid of dying well no that's not true i don't know people believe whatever i don't know I don't, I think once you're at this point, you really can't like once you're at the point that we're at. Yeah. You have to, I mean, some people, but some people come to Christianity later, but it's usually after like either like a big traumatic event. It's not like if you're like a real born again, Christian who comes to it at adulthood, I feel like it that's based on some sort of trauma. I'll never be Christian. I might be like a Jew. But even that's the problem with Judaism is they don't, it's not really comforting in that way no it's yeah it's like eh. i don't know but i that's i could my version of that could just be getting like super like new agey and being like we're all energy and blah 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 yeah but see that freaks me out because i'm like there's no one driving the bus like (laughs) i i feel like i would rather be like a christian than that because at least I mean, the new agey people can be just as hateful, if not more hateful. So it's not like you're avoiding anything. Oh, yeah. But um, 
you, at least with Christianity, you have, you know, it's like, it's Lindy, I guess. Like you have this like history of people that this has worked for. So I would, I would be like a Catholic because it's the most Jewish type of Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's, you have the ritual and the ritual the or I would be, or, but maybe not because they're also really strict. Catholics, I guess I would I be mean, like American style, like prosperity gospel Christian. Oh, you would want to be? Then I, maybe I'd get rich. Sure, sure. And I wouldn't feel bad about anything I ever did. Yeah, that's the best religion is one that um, doesn't make you want to have a conscience. and just Where it's like, don't worry about it. Everything is fine. Jesus already died for your sins. So just like screw these people over and like make as much money as possible because that's what God wants. And you just like scream about homeless people and like and like run for your like HOA like board. <laughs> yeah and you become like and you buy like jordan peterson books i'm too old to be a trad wife mm, yeah i feel like the 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 appeal of being a trad wife is like you have to be like 21 yeah and you just have like huge tits <laughs> otherwise you're just like a regular wife uh i mean you could you know if you're with a super old guy you could be like a hot young trad wife. No, that's not a trad wife. Because a trad wife, you'd have to be married to like a young guy also. And he works on like an oil rig. Yeah. And then you're just like constantly having babies. And you have babies all the time. And you're like cooking muffins. You live on a and, farm. But, but then you like go online, you scream about it and how like you're basically doing it to protect something. You don't come out and say like you're doing it to protect like the white race. Which oh I no, guess some is of another- them do. Because it is, it is also yeah. ultimately like just basically like fascist, yeah, racist shit. So yeah, I guess I wouldn't do that. Uh, all right, my I'm sorry to have to go back here because we've already talked about it, but my saddest has to be Goop Kitchen's desperate, sad, tragic Father's Day email that they sent out. Oh no. Um, the email header was celebrate with a clean dad favorite rotisserie chicken dads do like rotisserie chicken dude dad's like a barbecue anything grilled i don't know a rotisserie chicken that seems a little effeminate to me i you might be right but i think that like their wife brings home a rotisserie chicken sure and then... no they're more than happy to eat a rotisserie chicken yeah no Three but th- you're right that's like a woman's meal it, yeah it's like the thing that your mom brings home from the supermarket to like pick at Totally. And it's like, oh, we don't have time to cook, but I don't want to eat something. I don't want to like have like unhealthy takeout. So we're doing the rotisserie chicken and then maybe she'll like make a salad to go with it. And then yeah. you'll eat it. And then the your dad will come home from work and there's only like like one like wing left and like half a thigh. Um, And then he like has to go into the kitchen and like make a sandwich for himself. Yeah. Totally. None of this ever happened in my life, but I don't, I don't right. think it did. I'm just making it up. Uh, but in fucking Goop Kitchen land, they consider a rotisserie chicken a Father's Day favorite. Treat the dad in your life to the good stuff. Our Goop rotisserie chicken meal is a family classic for good reason. We can't think of a better occasion than Father's Day to celebrate with some cleaned up comfort food, like delicious chicken cooked to juicy perfection. The best part? All you have to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy. Click below to schedule your delivery now. Goop rotisserie is pretty good. I mean, the chicken is fine, but 
I mean, I guess if it, if you're like a super, you love, you, you, you like your Mary's antibiotic free, but even like the fancy, like bougie rotisserie chicken places will have like Kismet does a Mary's chicken. Yeah. I like the sauces. I do. Yeah, no, they do. And I guess father's day. Does any dad, no dad makes a big deal out of father's day. Like that's no. I mean, that's like really gay. If you're making a big day out of father. Maybe gay dads make a big day out of Father's Day. Maybe. But like, I I can't imagine a heterosexual man caring too much about Father's Day. No, I don't think they do. Um, They're used to like nobody caring about them. Is it like Mother's Day now where the dads, they just like sit in their garage and like binge drink while the wives take care of like every day for father's day every day is father's day i don't know i think um i don't think that they like want to go and like be alone and like have a special day just for them i mean i i don't know because i'm not in this situation but it seems to me like you know that's kind of like the women, the mothers feel like they need a day to themselves because they don't really get a day to themselves. Yeah. And I don't know how much like fathers feel that. No, fa- fathers, you know, typically don't do their fair share of well, that's the stereotype parenting. Well, yeah. Who knows if it's true? Uh, If I was a father... I wouldn't want a goop kitchen rotisserie chicken. I think I would want like, I don't know, some sort of home cooked, something on the grill, maybe a steak, you know, chicken pot pie. I don't know. No, either. Not going to happen. No. All uh, right. What would you try? I would try this. Oh, I would try the Napa and Sonoma. That was mine as well. I mean, I love, love, love going to wine country. I rarely, I've been to Napa and Sonoma, but that is a lot farther from LA than like some of, than like where we go, like Los Olivos is my favorite. And um, I think it's very good. Um, it's not, you know, Napa obviously is like a huge deal. And I don't think Los Olivos is really like that. But um, I would love to be able to get up there and like have a fucking, you know, weekend before I go to New York, because that's the kind of thing I'm going to really miss about living in L.A. It's like, oh, you're not good. It's not going to be good enough to go to like the Finger Lakes for some Riesling. I don't, is it good there? I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. I don't it's know. Not, I, it's not I'm going to miss, I'll definitely be missing our like day trips and stuff like that. Um, But that was, I don't know. I just like one thing I missed. I, when I lived in Chicago, I really missed like um, the like nature access to nature, but you know, but you'll have your car. I think I'll have, I'll probably have my car yeah. now. So uh, anyway, um, this is what I would try. Yeah, I I used to go up there all the time as a kid. Like I would just be sort of, you know, on like a Saturday or Sunday, it would be like a day trip with my parents and we'd, you know, walk around and 
get lunch or whatever. But as an adult, I never, I've never lived in the Bay Area as an adult. So like, I've never done like a wine trip, like, you know, stayed at any of these places. I've, I've only, I've only experienced it really as a child. So I'd be really curious to go back. I know we, we used to go to Yountville a lot. And this was before, I mean, it's changed so much. I think this was before the French Laundry even opened is when really? I remember it. Yeah. This was in like the 80s and 90s. When did the French Laundry open? That is a good question. I mean, if the French Laundry was open, uh, my parents sure as hell were not taking me there. Well, yeah. French laundry. But I remember Yountville as there were like, it was cute, like antiques. Um, I remember like there was a little Mexican restaurant and, you know, one made little main drag with like a deli. And I'm sure there was fancy restaurants. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, it was there. It's opened in 1978. So I just must've missed it. Yeah. Um, um but now yeah. it, it's so, it's just, everything is so ritzy now there. It's very rich. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it doesn't feel because I've been to, you know, I've even been to like Bordeaux and places like that in France. And I don't think that those places feel as stuffy as Napa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think California just has more to prove in that arena. Yeah. Well, French, I mean, the French have such a wine culture that it goes, it goes through all sort of like ages and classes like everyone just drinks wine whereas in america it's like a sign of whatever like wealth or sophistication that's yeah yeah Yeah. but um you know whatever i for me going up to like um you know like solving or whatever is like just as good so i would just kind of do that i love going there though uh, so that's kind of what I would try, but I don't think I would necessarily have to go all the way up there. No, no, no. Um, but I would, yeah, I want to go back. I want to go to Yountville and then Healdsburg and Sonoma is the other place. Like just to try, cause there's so many, I, it's crazy to me. I mean, obviously it makes sense cause it's such a huge tourist destination, but like for the amount of people that actually live there, the amount of restaurants is like so insane. Cause these are like little towns. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's all tourism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, what would you buy? Oh, I would just buy like everything on Gwyneth's little plane list. I love, be- I love being a very like prepared traveler, yeah, and having a bunch of shit like, oh, I'm gonna bring X, Y, and Z with me. But, um, you know, I've said before on here, I'm really intrigued by the eye- under eye patches, which is yeah. one of her things, but this is all like really nice just very clinical looking things they're not like nothing is pink nothing looks like it smells that good it's just like these sort of like like clear creams and balms and i'm like yeah that's what i want on a plane i just want just a bunch of shit like ugly shit to smear all over myself you just want to protect yourself from all of the disgusting germs and people yeah, it's flying is the most undignified thing in the world. I still might wear masks on planes. Actually, I haven't the last couple of times I've flown, but I always think about it. 
But then I'm like, I just don't want to, it sounds horrible. I'm like, I don't want to be that person who like. I always forget. Um, all right. Oh, I'll just talk about two things I did by this week. I was going for a little bit of a spending spree. Oh, <laughs> not really. I bought new Birkenstocks because nice. mine completely were destroyed last year. And so I like, I just needed them before the summer came. Yeah. I think I probably need to get a new pair as well. Um, so now they have, they have like a soft footbed line, which I guess has a little bit of a softer footbed. Um, mm-hmm. But I got the classic Arizona oiled leather, but with the soft footbed. Nice. And then I got a new diptyque candle for the summer. Ooh, fancy. On Am- I was using my credit card points and I bought it on Amazon so I didn't have to pay $75 for it. That's but nice. I think the ones on Amazon are like old. I don't know. I got the yeah probably and they might be like knockoffs and yeah all. I don't yeah. know I got the ch- uh, choicea one which is like orange blossom mm-hmm. and it's not a very strong like the throw is not good it's Ooh. I feel like I feel like it is count either counterfeit or old because I just went through I had a the jasmine one for the spring and it was and I bought it at like the diptyque counter in Nordstrom's and it was great. And then this new one is just like so much less um, strong. Mm. So I don't know. I, I think I might not purchase even with the points. It's hard for me to do something without points. Yeah. But it might be worth it to like splurge and actually go to like a real, um, you know, certified diptyque. Yeah. Vendor. Maybe. Because I feel like you never know what you're getting on Amazon. You never know. Like. It could, God knows where it's from. God knows how old it is. It could be, I mean, it's sort of like, like, it's like buying like pills online. You're just like, I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. You're like, just cross, just hope for the best, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but what I do smell, I do have a faint scent and I love that orange blossom scent. Me too. It's not too I strong love, for summer. I love the Joe Malone orange blossom. Oh. Yeah. Should try that. I don't know if they make up. There must have a candle. They have like body sprays and lotion. I'm sure they do. Um, yeah. I wish that a diptyque store opened up in the Americana. It's so annoying that the only like real diptyque store. I mean, they have the Nordstrom counter, which is fine. It just doesn't have the full line. But then you have to go to the Grove. And then the Americana, a Byredo store is opening up in the Americana. And Byredo, it's like, it's like diptyque, but even more expensive. Oh, wow. It's, you know body products, colognes, and candles, but instead of $75, it's like $120 for a candle. By Rado? By Rado, yeah. Um, they smell great, but it's like, I, there's just only so much you can do. There is only so much you can do. Um, Are we done? I guess we're done. All right, guys. Well, okay. thank you so much for listening to Goop Yourself. I hope you have a great first week of summer. Do something fun. Do something summery. This is the first week of summer. Yeah. Didn't summer start? It's the 23rd. What was the solstice was what? The 21st or the 22nd? I don't know. I don't know. Something. It happened happened very recently. Okay. Well, happy summer, everybody. Thank you to those who joined the Patreon. Oh, shit. My thing is frozen. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. All right, my screen is frozen. But we'll um oh mine yeah, no. Yeah, it is. Anyway, perfect time to end. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.